subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Thank you for taking some time to to join us here in Vancouver, Canada. You ever been to Vancouver? You guys played here? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think. Like, I'm I'm positive that I saw you guys. We played that- there um, with Face to Face and and Teenage Bottle Rocket. Like, where was that? Was that a like the was it called Venue? Yeah, I think it was. I think, that, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I've seen you guys anyway. But anyway, um, yeah. how how's the camp, man? How's how's dealing with COVID? And like, obviously, we, we're seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. It's there. Man, how are you guys specifically dealing with it? Uh, I'm I'm uh, dealing with it better now than than I was. Like, um, um, I'm like super high risk for it. Cause like I only have one long, so oh, wow. like I wow. was like really not leaving my pad at all, um, and I finally got vaccinated, so I'm like feeling way better now. But I I, I hate uh, that it's been such a clusterfuck of a of a vaccination. It's been insane, right? Like yeah, and 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 I thought I thought Canada would do a better job. In the U.S., honestly, and yeah, all my friends up there are like, dude, we have to fucking go to India to get our vaccinations. Like, what the hell, really? That's unreal. It's, it's crazy, man. As like a a leading country, a G seven country, we have yeah. to we have to outsource vaccines. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I I was kind of fucking shocked. Like, I've totally friends up there that are like really high risk too, and. Yeah, and my wife like, is as well. So. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get it. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been such a mess. I, I think I I've it's been easier for me than like my brother or other creative people because I I write as well, so like I can kind of live in my own head a little bit, but like yeah. with music and other collaborative stuff, it's, it's been really hard. So what's that like for uh blacklist Royals then for writing during COVID? And of course you've got the, the doomsday girl EP coming out on April 2nd. Like yeah. what was that process like in comparison to the other stuff you guys have done in the past? Like I, I would imagine <laughs> that must've just been a send back and forth pro tools, like just a yeah, it was it, it, again. It, right. It, it, it was like, um, and it would be like, you know, there was a, a couple times over the quarantine that like we'd have to go in the studio individually. Like we wouldn't even be in the same, like my brother might be in the control room and I'd be in the drum room and then I'd leave. Yeah, yeah. They'd, and then they had the drum tech guy would go in and um, I mean, we made it work, but it, it, it hasn't been easy. Like we really finally just kind of my brother and I were just finally able to start playing again the last like couple of weeks, which has been great. Yeah. Um, um, but it definitely uh, made me want to play music more. You know what I mean? Like uh, just having that taken away. Yeah. Um, and is it uh, is it weird to release music during the pandemic? Like, was there ever talk in, in the in the group yeah. like, "Fuck, guys, maybe we should hold off here"? And yeah, it it it, it has been weird, and and like, um, we actually ha- have a lot of stuff, other stuff recorded that we're not releasing yet. But like, 
it's it's funny this particular ep like um we'd wrote the songs for uh a, a movie soundtrack and like oh. we're, and they we had we had them they weren't finished but then like they became weirdly like very relevant with the pandemic and stuff and right. and um we knew it was going to be a more scaled back kind of release but at the same time like you know everything's been such a drag and for music fans especially so we were like let's go ahead and release these three songs as an ep and just have something cool to do and yeah just kind of bide the time for the for your fans yeah yeah and and, um that's cool and so yeah we just uh for the 10 people that give a shit we just thought (laughs) we'd give them something cool that so maybe their their week didn't suck as bad as every other week. Yeah, yeah. So so you're saying you've got stump something else in the can? Like, will we hear a full length? Um, yeah, I mean, anytime um, soon or we have a uh, a full length written and okay. um, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, actually, like uh, we'd wrote most of those songs for the soundtrack for um, my my memoir that I'd released a couple of years ago is getting made into a movie and right. now we're writing all the songs for that. So we have that. And then we have a whole other full length written and we have a full length recorded for our other band, bad signs and um, oh, wow. all that stuff. We just, and most of that we did over quarantine and we just, we're, we're not releasing it yet. Um, but those blacklist songs specifically, we we wanted to go and get out there. Like we were supposed to, you know, we'd been supposed to do this like ten year anniversary show at the fest in Florida, and that got canceled. And we were really bummed about that. A lot of other people were bummed about that it. Sucks, dude. Yeah, so we just much, wanted yeah. to do something cool. Um, yeah, and hopefully that'll happen this year, but. Yeah, we shall see. Well, it seems like I mean, it seems like the lights there. So, well, tell yeah. us about about writing the memoir, um, uh, "Die Young with Me." Like, how how long does that take? Is it something that, like, would you write another book? Um, yeah, I've actually written I, my third book's coming out in July. So, oh, nice. Um, but the memoir was definitely uh, that was the first thing I'd ever written, and and we were still touring really heavily. Um, so it probably took me like five years or so. Oh, wow. And, um, um, and, and uh, I mean, it kind of started out as it looked like a fucking suicide bomber manifesto <laughs> or something, it was like 900 pages or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, getting that out was like a, a huge, um, shift in my like it was a huge fucking deal and and really kind of opened up creative world for me uh but it also kind of meant that we weren't doing as much blacklist royals because i was so busy with that so it's it's been really exciting to um get to start playing music again and 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 getting back into that because uh you know right (laughs) writing feels like I mean, it's great, but it's like work, you know, in a way that playing music isn't. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, I definitely was so happy to get in there and bang on some drums. Right on. Right on. 
uh, w- with your with your brother, obviously your twin brother being in the band. Do you feel that like do you guys have a leg up on other bands? Like how long have you guys been playing fucking music together? Yeah, uh, since we were like we little were, kids, right? Yeah, like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Like, yeah, we we do in a way. I mean, in in, in a way. It's and definitely like probably our bandmates could attest for this. Like it's definitely more challenging in some ways, but uh, <laughs> but uh, creatively, like it, we are really lucky because we we're just like working on the same wavelength, and we both uh, write the songs, and and we'll, we can just go all right and like on this part, do some shit like this. And then this, and, then and he that. just gets it. He understands. Yeah, right? okay, Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not like, it's not just you guys, but like, you know, look at bands like the black crows and ACDC and heart yeah. and fucking Nickelback and Almond brothers. And like all these bands, they're uh, Kings of Leon. Yeah. You know, all these bands, there's, it's something about these sibling bands, man. It really, uh, it, it, it's cool, man. Like there is something, um, it, 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 it's cool. Cause you have, you, you have a collaborator in a, in a different way. I mean, unless it's going to like, uh, I, I mean, it gets, it can get fucking contentious. And, and, <laughs> oh, I know, bet there's times where you just want to fucking strangle. Yeah, them, uh, like. But like, you know, family gets contentious no matter if you're playing music or what so like yeah yeah yeah, man i i I feel really lucky for that Um, (laughs) yeah at the um, best of times what what's the music in your house man as a like as a kid growing up what are your parents playing oh uh growing up uh they listen to a lot of oldies um my uh my mom was really into like bruce springsteen and stuff like that um like a lot of like rod stewart and shit like that yeah uh, that i love still i mean uh, that's right there those two guys yeah that's comfort music man like right yeah, there that's totally. just like put it on it's feel good tunes you know yeah Ooh, and, and um that and, and i think like uh really all, all the oldies and stuff help is probably part of the reason we i, I latched on to punk rock so much because it was familiar in that way you know like um simple catchy right straightforward so who do you credit kind of taking you guys down that path i mean fucking punk uh, rock a far stretch from bruce springsteen and rod stewart yeah probably um uh our cousin anthony like um he we grew up in west virginia which is like the middle of nowhere and there was no uh punk rock at all and um he lived in richmond virginia which is like a pretty big punk rock city um like strike anywhere and amberetta and there's a lot of cool bands from there um so we had went there for like a family reunion and he was super big into punk rock and nat and i were just like holy shit this is the best thing i've ever heard yeah and and that was kind of it yeah what was the first concert that you saw man the first real band i ever saw was um helmet helmet Uh, okay rad great band yeah and it it was really weird because we never got 
shows in our town and they tried to put on some like outdoor venue thing in our in the park and booked helmets to play and and they were so loud and aggressive and, I, and yeah yeah I, I just remember going home and like raising my fucking symbols like this size it would go you know uh nice and how was, old were you for that i was probably like 13 or 14 wow. oh so that's a huge huge so, eye opener yeah it was so awesome yeah i'd never seen like a real band before you know yeah that's deadly yeah i read something was it that you guys have played in like a fucking prison did, did i read that right <laughs> we have yeah we yeah we played in a women's prison in in germany uh how did, how did that get hooked up like what what it, it was it was just crazy thing like we were going over on tour and and our our booking agent I, I think it was, was like, if you guys want to do a day, like whatever town it was in, I don't even remember the fucking town, but like whatever the town was, they were like, if you guys want to do a day show at the prison, you'll get paid like five times as much as you're getting paid at the actual show. And, and, and I was like, the women, like not only will we do it, like we want to fucking like record it and put we and release we it to record it and release it. Fuck and, yeah! Um, and it was going to be called Caged Heat, and wow. I was like so fucking excited. But um, we had in our minds like Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Totally, and it was like not. <laughs> it was like <laughs> this weird, like very intimidating kind of thing, and. Um, and, and it sucked for my brother too because we were we had worked out on the stage banner and we were covering like then lizzie's jailbreak and like oh, no. jailhouse rock and shit like that because we wanted to put it on the record yeah and um and like so when it actually went down they brought the prisoners out and it was like really weird and intimidating and they're kind of like cat calling us in german and no. shit. and uh and i and i just kind of kept my eyes down the whole time but he had to like i was like you still got to do the stage banter so he's saying like, this song goes up to all you jailbirds and shit no. like that. <laughs> and uh and it was actually it but then it was actually really awesome because we finished the show and we were like outside and so they had some girls in the yard but then it was like an old prison. Like it looked like the prison from Shawshank Redemption or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's girls like hanging out of their cells and they start throwing down. Like they had uh, printed off like flyers about the show and like throwing them down to, for us to sign them. And it was really like, I just go, I never in my life imagined I would, my picture would be up in a, in women, a women's prison women, in Germany. Yeah, like, this is such a huge <laughs> milestone in my life. Like, and it was all of a sudden like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, dude, fucking. Dun, 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 dun. Did you yeah. guys actually oh, fucking do jailbreak? It, yeah, yeah, we did. And we actually went from, it was like a medley of prison <laughs> songs. It was like so poorly 
thought out like tonight uh, there's gonna be a jailbreak. Yeah, we did jailbreak into jailhouse rock. That's and, awesome. Uh, uh and then, then the fucked up thing is the the tape messed up and we didn't even get to use the oh. recording. And it was such a bummer because it was such a great weird experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was like, when I read that, I'm like, fuck, I got to ask him about that, man. That had to be, yeah, like, that's got to be up never, there for. Nobody, yeah. nobody ever asks about that. And it was such mm. a funny, and and there was actually one, uh, there was one prisoner who was like saying something in that, and, and she had like a really bad outbreak of something all over her face. And uh, the, the guard was like, she's saying she wants to kiss you. And that's like, uh, I don't think that's allowed. And th- he goes, no, it's fine. And let her out. And she comes over and like plants this huge kiss on him. And the next day he woke up and he had shit all over his- breaking out of oh, his face. No. Like, oh my God. Something to <laughs> remember me by. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for wow. the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, let's get outside of music uh, for a second. What you're known for. Um, what what are you binging, man? Right now, pandemic. You got tons of time. What, what are the shows? I, what are the shows you're binging? Oh, what shows am I binging, man? Oh my god, I just watched this show called The Murders at White House Farm on HBO, and it okay. and it's a true story. Oh, it's man. like a six part series, and it's just it was so fucked, and uh. Uh, dude, I get into those as well. I can't remember the what was the name of the one, the something Ramirez, the San Francisco Richard killer. Ramirez. Fucking yeah. dude. If you oh, haven't seen that on Netflix, man, it is I haven't watched it yet. I I know what you're talking about. Like it, it's just, you know, most serial killers like that, they'll have like a rhyme and a reason. It's like, you know, it's yeah. a white it's white girls between 18 and 30 or whatever, and you know, it, it's in a taxi all the time, it's this or whatever. Like, there's always an MO. But this Ramirez guy was like fucking kids and women and men and blacks and whites, Latinos didn't give a fuck. Like just the creepiest shit. I actually know somebody whose aunt was almost picked up by him. And uh, he like invited her and her friend to a party. And she wanted, the friend wanted to go because she thought he was cute, you know, and she's like sensed something off about him and was like, fuck that. And then, and then, like two weeks later, they they uh, they arrested him. Yeah, and they arrested him based on a fucking shoe print, bro. Unreal. It's it's unreal. Like, uh, uh, and and now I'm watching um, this show called Snowfall. That's like really cool. It's, it's about. Um, which is also a true story and totally fucked up. Like the crack epidemic in the 1980s and on the West coast in California and how that was, uh, funded by the CIA. And, uh, really, because, which is wow. true. The CIA Reagan was doing all that shit in the middle East or, or in the South America with the Sandinistas and stuff. And like funded that by having the CIA sell, these drugs which ended up being coming crack cocaine and like it's such a fucked up story but it's really it's really interesting mm. you get into the uh superhero stuff like the wanda vision and 
Man, I, 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 uh, I like that show, um, Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was really cool, and I, I do love, like, I loved fucking superheroes, man. Uh, when I was a kid, and like, um, I never, I never got into like, I haven't, I haven't um, let myself get into all those Marvel universe movies and shit, you know, like, dude, now that's I, a slippery slope, man. Once you mean, like, I haven't even like, I haven't even uh, ventured down that yet. Yeah. But, um, but you liked it as a kid. So like, did you collect comics or was it just more? You fucking, yeah. I loved comics. Okay. So I collected like Spider-Man and, mm. and X-Men, especially. Yeah. Same. And, um, Interesting. Um, but you haven't let yourself go down that path. Or why is that? I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm like a fucking uh, snob, maybe. Like, a, <laughs> I, to be honest, like I think, um, like I dug, uh, I dug the first two, the original, like first two Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I, I really did. I, I liked. Uh, I loved Wonder Woman. I loved like uh, the first Captain America movie. Yeah. Did you well, see the first? Iron Man, the Iron Man movies were fucking awesome. Like, cause yeah. that, I mean, that John Favreau once he took a hold of yeah, that the, I, franchise. I, I it's did, fucking I, like, dude, you don't even make a movie unless it's gonna hit Iron Man. Like, yeah, don't, don't I, I thought the both the first really Iron Man one, two, three were fucking amazing. Like, yeah. Um, so it sounds like you have. So yeah, I have the waters. I think, like, I think it was like the last when there was like one two a year coming out yeah they're at overkill right now yeah that, that i i kind of dropped off but yeah there's there's a initial ones i did like those yeah were interesting okay so now i'm asking as a comic book fan then which superpower would you want to have man you know i've thought about this many times um and i think uh i i do, i like the idea of like um I, I like the idea of the animantium. I know that's not really a superpower, but like, like Wolverine. It, Wolverine, it's it's interesting because like he can basically add on powers because he can't fucking really get hurt. So like, you know, I'm going. You know, now that I have the possibility of like upgrading my shit. And yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That's it, pretty cool. I mean, and and uh, they don't really know his age. Yeah, because which, of his healing right. factor, and like fuck, he could be a couple hundred years old, right? Yeah, and uh, what about you? Teleportation. That's a good one, man. The fucking nightcrawler, right? Like, Dude, you know, so I could be tele, I could teleport. Uh, obviously, not right now because fucking COVID. But <laughs> te teleport and hang out with you rather than this Zoom shit, right? <laughs> I wonder what the restrictions on uh, teleportation. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be <laughs> nightcrawlers because nightcrawler could only teleport where he could see. Yeah. And you know, when I randomly now, like the most underused super X Men really to me was Storm. Cause I'm like, couldn't she just make a fucking storm ever? Like, couldn't that end every battle? Yeah, like, like, everything. Like, couldn't you just make a big tsunami <laughs> kill all these fucking people? Yeah. And, uh, and, and they never really utilized that. I know, right? Oh, you got a cat. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's my brother's cat, Cat James. Aww. I have a cat and dog running around in here. Love cats. Love cat. I got a little dog, too. I got a, we should have called him Pandemic or COVID, but uh, got him <laughs> six months back. He's just a cute little golden retriever. Really? That's named Sergeant Puppers. <laughs> dude i got my dog like uh a couple months before the the pandemic and like oh, yeah. and he's like a special needs dog so he's such a fucking he's so much fucking work really but it it ended up kind of like keeping me sane because like hell yeah dogs pissing all over you can't like think about the overwhelming <laughs> sense of doom <laughs> like you know like totally. it really it really helped center me <laughs> yeah um where was the last place you went on vacation man um uh uh last real vacation i took was to this it was it was an awesome trip actually it was we went to denver and went to uh drove outside of denver to where the stanley hotel is which is the hotel that the shining was based on oh okay and um and we stayed there and it was fucking creepy too and we just got like high as fuck and went around the hotel and there was weird shit happening like like the elevator would open and shut and went oh, and, wow. <laughs> and then uh so we did that and it was awesome and then we went to um couple, couple twins walking the hallways let's get the fuck out yeah of here. we were we looking like total psychos <laughs> and uh and then we went to red rocks and saw brian adams Oh no way, <laughs> Brian Adams! Wow, which was awesome. Yeah, you know, I uh, uh, I also play drums like you. I'm not fucking anywhere. I'm no nowhere near pro. Uh, yeah, but I have an awesome Brian Adams story. When I was uh, uh, working up at a radio station up in Prince George, uh, Northern BC, he was doing a, a part of his tour. I don't know if he still does it today. I don't even know if he's fucking still tours or not. But for this tour, he was like, "All right, this is the time of the tour where you know, like, we're gonna get." listener or the the people in the crowd to come up and fucking play the instruments and i was like <laughs> here we go right and my my girlfriend at the time she's nudging me she's like put your hand up and i'm at literally at the fucking back of the venue that's like a i don't know twelve thousand seater hockey hockey yeah. up, in, up in pg and uh you know so i was like just to basically shut her up i was like fine so i put my hand up and fucking boom the spotlight the big tall guy in the back <laughs> look at me so i get up and i play summer of 69 that's uh, real dude it was fucking insane that's uh dude, you know like like uh, as a guy like like you know i'm a i'm like a weekend warrior fucking yeah like i'll i'll butcher a classic like nobody's business but like to get up the bass player remained there was a new guitarist. Brian sang some, but there was a singer as well. Like it was like one of the coolest memories for me that's, ever. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like you I mean, hear about you hear about people doing that stuff, but I've never met anybody that's actually good. And more nerve wracking. But so buddy, you know, I walk up and buddy hands me that. I think his name is Paul. He hands me the sticks. He goes, can you play? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I won't, I won't fuck, the, you know, I won't fuck it up, but more nerve wracking fucking buddy stands right here. Like, fuck, I could touch him close. That's, that's, 
that would that would fucking be horrifying. It, it was it, insane. I mean, like, I, I, to be honest, I've had a chance to do that at like like tours we've been on. Yeah. Well, the headliner, and yeah. and I and I've gone nah, <laughs> and these <laughs> are like, I mean like 500 cap rooms are like big to me, but like not a fucking stadium. Dude, 12,000, like a, you know, unreal. Just stomp the kick. It was That's, like, holy shit. That and then afterwards, cool. Brian Adams came up to me and he gave me a hug and he said, Hey man. So, you know, like one of the best performances we've ever had for drums. <laughs> Cause at the time I was playing a ton, man. I was playing yeah. a couple, two, three hours daily. Right. Oh, so, so you must have fucking killed. I, I fucking crushed it, man. That's dude. I mean, to do, that's like getting that's like getting called dinner a basketball game and making the fucking half court shit. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, you know, I'm, I'm like literally shaking as I'm walking back to my seat, right? Like that's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> what what's been I, I know this is impossible, but like what's been your career highlight? Can you nail it down to like one thing or is that just like, fuck dude, not happening? Uh, uh, man. I, I, uh, uh <laughs> my, uh, I honestly like, uh, like, like it's hard to fucking say. Like, um, I, I know, uh, my, uh, my rock and roll highlight was uh, long story short. Mom, I, I tried to take my mom to a Bruce Springsteen concert, and um, and I and we stood in line for fucking hours. She had like a sign. She was so excited, uh, and then they said the tickets I had were counterfeit. Took the tickets, took her sign. I got in a fight with the guy. It was a terrible experience. So then he was playing in Nashville like a year later, and I convinced her to, I was like, calm down, whatever. We ended up up front. Um, and and like he played uh, a clash song and like was looking at and like was like nodded to us because there's like some us punk rockers up front. And we were like, whoa. And then he played um, Thunder Road and he threw out his harmonica and I fucking caught it. Nice. And, and and like, I've never caught anything in my life. Like I was literally the one kid that didn't even make it in Little League. They wouldn't even want to <laughs> Little League. And, and I couldn't believe it. And I, I, I gave it to my mom. And then he played dancing in the dark and he's going like, is that your mom? And I was like, yes, it's my fucking mom. And I, I, I don't even know how he did. He somehow floated into the crowd like fucking Magneto. Now that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Picked her up. Yeah. He picked her up. They danced, they slow danced for dancing in the dark. He kissed her on the lips. No. Like levitated her back into the fucking crowd. And like nothing I've ever done has matched seeing my mom dance with Bruce Springsteen. She swears that he whispered his hotel room number into her ear, but she was too nervous and forgot it. 
Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I like to believe it is. Dude, that's such an awesome story, man. <laughs> it was, dude. I got the harmonica fucking framed fucking up right there. Like, deadly, man. That awesome, wow. man. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty but, awesome. It, but you, you're one of the only fucking people I've ever met that just topped that story. Oh, I don't know about that, man. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't dancing with Brian Adams. You yeah, know? yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't even on stage. I'm like fucking dancing with this guy vicariously through my mom. Like, yeah, wow. I, I would have pushed her out of the fucking way if I could. <laughs> if he would have danced with me, I would have told her to sit the fuck down. Slow dancing with uh, <laughs> yeah. with with the boss. Yeah, I would have. I would have been all about it, man. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap it up here. I respect your time here, and uh, um, oh, hey, yeah, thanks so much. Man. Thank you again, man, for taking some time and jumping on. Looking forward to uh, well, I've, obviously, I've heard the album. I got the advance or the EP. Um, cool. I, I'm looking forward to you guys maybe coming back to Vancouver, and when that happens, let's uh, let's grab let's a beer. Hang and, out, uh, man. I, I, hang I, out. Would, I, I would love that, dude. Uh, drinks on me for sure. I, right uh, on. Okay, bud. Time, man. Thanks. Yeah, uh, you guys are easy to find online simply uh, at Blacklist Royals, and uh, I guess we'll see you online. Cool, man. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca.